0: Laquita Brooks here. Welcome to another episode of the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. So today, 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 today moms, we are going to talk about a topic that's not as happy-go-lucky motivational, business-oriented, let's make these million-dollar-type discussions. Today, what I want to talk about with you all is do not shelter your kids. Yep, that's what I said. Do not shelter your kids. Now, I'm not saying... Take your kids to different environments to get exposed to, you know, drugs, gangs, and all kinds of other foolishness. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you have something in your mind, and you're like, ooh, I don't think I want to talk to them about that, or ooh, you kind of, you have the thought, but then you pause, and then you don't discuss it, or you're like, ooh, I don't think it's age-appropriate. In this day and age, I'm not saying that you should, you know, talk to your three-year-old about sex. That's not what I'm saying. But the lines are very, very, very blurred to what is considered age appropriate in these days and times just because, I mean, kids have access to so much information so soon And their brains clearly are not able to fully process it, yet they have the information. So it doesn't matter if you haven't bought your child a cell phone. Guess what? They go to school with other kids that have cell phones. Only unless you're going to homeschool them, lock them in the room, monitor what they're on 24-7 on the internet and homeschool them but at some point they're still going to go out in the real world and guess what you know the cliche used to be when we were young like hey the the kids who were the pastor kids they were like the worst like not saying that i was true in all situations but that was kind of like the running joke because they were always the worst once they became adults because they were sheltered They weren't allowed to do a lot of things. So when they finally got out and became adults, they just got bucky wild. Like they was off the chain. Once again, not saying all, but that was kind of like the cliche or just the stereotype of pastor's kids. Because they go to the total opposite end of the spectrum because their parents wanted to hold on to them so tight. Whether it was because they just wanted to show to them or if it was because the parents wanted to keep up a certain image when it came to their families whatever it might be they've been known not once again not all but some have been known to go and stray far left so the reason i'm talking about this this week is because one of my daughter's friends he's 17 he was recently killed And it was just like, wow, like I didn't, I was shocked, you know? And when I talked to my daughter, her immediate response was, yeah, you know, I just saw him at a kickback and we'll talk about this kickback situation in a minute. But yeah, I saw him at a kickback in December, which was like December of 2021 around Christmas time. Like I was on vacation living my best life, but my daughter has a car and she was, you know with her dad during that time and she saw him at a kickback and she was like yeah I was just talking to him about different things you know like hey you don't have to live like this you didn't grow up in the hood you didn't grow up in poverty you know you can make other you can make other choices like you you are growing up like for real middle class not saying rich and wealthy but definitely a well-established family a lot of community ties Like supportive grandparents, you know, have a mom. I want to say a a dad in the household, multiple aunts, uncles that are definitely established. So a family that I would say would be considered solid middle or maybe upper middle class. But either way, this is the life the gentleman lived. Yet he found himself or made the decision per se to go Enjoying join a game. So on so many levels, I have so many thoughts about this. One, I just want to say that, you know, back in the day, we used to talk about people being a product of, of their environment. Or even like as a social worker, that's something that you think about and something that you explore. Not saying that it's okay. Not saying that it's right. Or not saying that people that grow up in poverty or in the hood, as some would say, or the projects, they can't, you know, improve themselves. No, by all means. For anybody, anybody that's listened to me, I firmly believe the possibilities for anyone's life is infinite. Because we we all can do whatever we desire to do. We can reach the heights that we desire to have. We can have abundance. We can have, you know, more time for our family, for self-care, for travel, to do what we want, when we want. We can have more money. We can have more impact. So it doesn't matter where you start. I just want to put that out there. It doesn't matter we all have the same access to opportunities so then we can have options. Now, with some of us, depending on the starting line, it might be slightly easier because we're starting out further ahead. Maybe we're starting at the 100 meter yards. Maybe we're starting at the 399 meters. Either way, we might not all start at the same spot depending on our family situation, whether we're starting completely from the bottom whether we're starting from middle class, whether we're starting from upper middle class, whether we're starting from wealthy, those are the things that's different. But the ability to go from where you're at today to that next level and to be able to have a fully abundant life, abundant health, have money, make investments, live where you want to live, travel how you want to live and do the things you want to do it's possible for all of us. So So I just want to put that out there because some of the things I'm talking about today might be a little touchy. So typically, or at least when it comes to the social work world and when you're studying theory and different things, it's one thing when someone grows up in an environment where it's poverty, projects, things like that. It's kind of like if that person decides to take that path of illegal activities to sustain their lifestyle, gangs and all kinds of other things, it's like, oh my goodness, It's unfortunate it happened, but it's not a surprise because it's kind of like, hey, this person is a product of their environment and they needed to survive. They needed to do what they needed to do to make it happen by any means necessary, as Malcolm X said, period, because this is their life. This is how they live. This is how their family lives. This is who they be while they're still under the age of 18 living with their family. Okay, so that's kind of like textbook. When it comes to life in general, that's what we naturally think. But then when you have someone who grows up in the church, solid middle, upper class family, educated family, tons of resources, tons of support, and then they make the decision, right? They made a decision to go hang out with the gangs and do all that type of stuff. It was a choice. It wasn't their environment that did it, and that's the piece that a lot of us have to be aware of now. Because my daughter, we've never lived in a hood, even when I lived, even when I was on social assistance, we didn't. We've always still lived middle class. I might live middle class off government assistance and student loans, but we've always lived middle class. And that's the piece where I want the parents, because I'm quite sure it's a lot of other parents who are middle class who listen to my podcast and upper middle class on up, that I want you to be aware just because your kids don't live in the hood, it doesn't mean they might not gravitate to some of the things that the people that do in the hood. And it was funny, like uh, when my companion and I, we were in Los Angeles Actually, when I got the message from my daughter about the guy being killed. And then I talked to my daughter just to make sure, you know, she was in a good mental state. Making sure she was, you know, she was all right. And she gave me her blurb. And I was like, oh, okay, she's good. But then I talked to my companion. I was like, what? When did this happen? Like, when did Jacksonville, Florida get gangs? Like, you know, back in the day, not trying to be funny. But you always heard about gangs. In California, the Crips and other people, like, that's where you heard about gangs at. That's been like, okay, that's, they've always had that. Not saying always, but far as I've been alive, I'm guessing they had gangs. And that was in California. And I'm like, so, when I was growing up in Jacksonville, Florida, we did not have gangs. So, I'm like, when did this happen? When did Jacksonville start having gangs? Like, when? So that was one of the things we talked about. It was just like, this is crazy that we even have games, And then the fact that you have a child who, like I said, Christian household, family, big, 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 big in a church, middle to upper middle class, educated, all these things. But then I had to think about it. It's like, you know what, laquita Wait a minute. How soon do you forget? How soon do you forget that you grew up in the suburbs, middle class, went to college prep middle school, went to a college prep high school, graduated from high school, and immediately went to college at the University of Central Florida. And guess what I used to do, y'all? I'm ashamed to tell y'all. Guess what I used to do when I went to the University of Central Florida? I used to go visit the hood in Oviedo. Yes, and I had to think about it. I was like, you know what, Keita? You're talking about you don't understand how someone that grows up middle class would want to go to the hood, but in actuality, that was you. <laughs> and the kicker was I was an adult, okay? So I'm an adult enrolled at a university, going to university classes, going to school, Getting my education and I'm making a decision to go to Oviedo and hang out in the hood because I met, I guess, some gentleman who I guess around the college campus, even though he wasn't even in college. So I don't even know how I met him. Maybe I met him at a gas station or something in that environment. And I met him, and that's where his family lived. And I used to go there and visit. And I became very, very, very fascinated with his sister and siblings because they had all these kids and, you know, living off the system and doing all these type of activities we're not going to discuss. But it was fascinating to me because it was like people really live like this. Like this isn't like TV. Like this is like real life. So it was intriguing to me and I used to go and hang out. Then I guess at some point I stopped going, you know, to the hood because I realized like, okay, me and these people are not on the same page and they're really not for me. And my crazy behind could get caught up with some foolishness hanging out in these, in this hood in Oviedo and I'm getting supported by my family to go to college. Like, kid, get your life right. And I was an adult. So I say that to you to say like anybody is subject to it. Anybody. So it doesn't matter if you've moved You've moved to wherever you've moved to into an exclusive gated community. At some point, your child is going to go to school with somebody else. Or even if it's not until they're an adult, they're going to, to go. Okay, they're going to go and get connected. So it's better to have those conversations so they're going to find out regardless if you want them to find out or not so have an open so allow your kids to come and talk to you about different things like certain things I don't care to talk to my daughter about let's be real I really don't like even the other day she approached me and she was you know she kept it was like she's pretty I guess happy-go-lucky right So this one particular day, I was on the phone with her. She sounded sad. I was like, what's going on? She was like, nothing. Then she came home. I was like, she was looking sad. I was like, what's going on? She said nothing. I said, okay, now this is my third and last time. What's going on? And then finally, she just spewed out everything that was going on. And it was just like, okay. So I just had to pause and I just had to really hold space for her. Because really, I wanted to say, girl, don't be worried about them kids. But, you know, that would not have been a good response nor really helpful. So I just listened, I held space for her. And then she mentioned like body dysmorphia, some other stuff. And it was just like, you know. You know, you could decide what you would like to do with this particular situation, you know, and we just kind of process different things. And one thing that I told my daughter when it comes to making decisions, because if you have a teen like mine, my teenager thinks about this second. She's not thinking about a minute later. She's not thinking about an hour later. She's definitely not thinking 10 steps ahead. She is thinking about this second in this particular moment and what she wants to do based on how she feels in this second, right? So I just had to process with her and talk through it and say, hey, when it comes to me and how I operate, it doesn't matter if it's relationships, business, friendships, Anything, any decision I have to make, I always think about what is the worst case scenario. And if I can live with the worst case scenario, then my answer is yes to do whatever it is that I want to do. Because I know I can live with the worst case scenario. But if I know I can't live with the worst case scenario, the answer would be a no. Because I can't live with the worst case scenario. So once we processed it, she was good. And mind you now, my daughter and I... I'm not going to say she talks to me about everything. She might talk to me about maybe 90 to 95% of things. So like pretty much every day it's always, hey, what's going on in your world? Hey, what's going on in school? Hey, what do you need support from me with when it comes to school? Do you need a tutor? Do you need me to talk to your teachers? You know, so just always asking her pretty much every day. This is like an every single day conversations. So... When so, I just want to say to you, parents. So, some of you might be thinking, Well, Lakita, you know, you're a full time business owner, you have flexibility, you have freedom. Yeah, I designed my life that way, it didn't happen haphazardly. No, it was a decision, like I've said to you all multiple times. I had two priorities that was it one was to have freedom and flexibility to be the homeroom mom, dance mom, car rider mom. To basically be the mom that's present for my child and available regardless if I'm single or not. I am going to be present in my child's life. And back then it was to make over 40000 And since then I've made over six figures. So I've accomplished both of those. But it was by design. It was strategic. It was intentional. And let me tell y'all something. You can't afford to not have time for your kids in these day and age. Like, you cannot afford to not have time for them. Because when you don't have time for them, guess what? They talking to all they other little ignorant behind friends that don't know nothing. Okay? They all talking to each other, giving each other advice, and all of them ignorant. And they none of them don't know no better. Okay? So, I just want to say, you can't afford to not have time. So, when you get that thought in your mind for something, when something happens, Or even if nothing happens and you have that thought, lean into that nudge. Follow your intuition because you're given intuition for a reason. You're given that. It's not given to you for you just to put on the back burner and throw it up on the shelf to collect dust. No. You have that thought about something to talk to your child about. Talk to them about it right then. And if they're at school or if they're busy, make sure you text yourself or write yourself a note. So soon as, soon as they get home, you can have that discussion because that means that it's something that you need to talk to them about. Because at this point, nothing is off limits. Like if you ever look on social media, you got kids that's one years old knowing how to use the phone better than me and you. Like, listen, 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 listen. These kids have too much information way too soon, and I'm just going to be honest. I'm I can say about I'm about 99.9% sure there is nothing that we can hide from our kids anymore in this day and age. And if you decide to be the parent that homeschool your child, keep them locked in the closet and you spend all day long monitoring their social media surfing and all that stuff. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to run yourself into a grave. And guess what's going to happen? When your child becomes an adult and they're no longer living under your roof, they're going to start acting like some of them same pastor kids. Okay? They're going to be just like the pastor kids was going far left in the total opposite direction because they never had no freedom before. Versus your child having a chance to learn With you now not saying that we want any of our kids to make really bad mistakes. No, by no means. And like y'all know, my kid is not perfect. Because we've talked about when my daughter was in 8th grade, she got to a point in school where the school was like, listen azalea cannot return to this school azalea is going to an alternative school and she cannot return yes that's what happened to my child and i'm like a whole therapist and i'm like a whole coach in like real life making over sixty five thousand dollars. like we're not living bad now are we living like the wealthiest no but i have a pretty good career I, even before i became a full-time business owner and that's what led to me going to business full-time because it was like wait a minute Y'all not about to send my baby to no alternative school. Not with me being a social worker. Not with me being an MSW. Not with me being an LCSW. No, God, you not. What we about to do is disenroll my kid from public school. I'm going to enroll her in homeschool and I'm going to quit my 65K plus government job, my federal benefits and everything. I'm quitting my job. I'm walking away from it. So I can give all of the time I need to give to my child between February of 2019 up until what was it maybe like august of 2000 when the time between eighth grade and ninth grade i needed to give her all the time possible during that moment i had a year's worth of expenses in my bank account at that time that was saved i was still going through a horrible custody case with my co-parent but i said no god no god my baby ain't going to no alternative school okay so if anything let me tell y'all this and let me let me i'm gonna say this clear and i mean this from the depths of my soul if for some reason azalea decides to go astray and live some type of wild life or what have you once she becomes an adult guess what that's on her because i have went above and beyond as a parent I have created a lifestyle of complete freedom and flexibility, whether I was a full-time business owner or if I worked a nine to five so I can always be present, always be available, always be involved. Never, ever, ever, ever too busy to be available for my kid. So if anything happens and she decide to do what she do, When she turned 18, guess what? I ain't gonna feel no guilt. Cause I already know what I'm doing and how I went above and beyond and beyond and beyond and beyond. So I say to you, parents, don't try to make, don't allow your children to live in a bubble or force them to live in a bubble. Because clearly we don't live in a bubble, and things are wide open right now. Busting out the seams. Kids got too much information way too soon, and they don't know what to do with it, and they listen to their ignorant behind friends. So instead of them listening to their friends, you want them to listen to you. And when it came to Azalea with the kickback situation after that... You know, we downloaded Life 360, so I have it on my phone, it's on her phone, so then I can track her because she does have a car, and at this point, I've personally gotten spoiled by her driving to school and being able to drive places, so then I don't have to actually do it myself, so, you know, we did that as a solution for me to at least kind of track her goings and comings and things like that, so be encouraged You can have an amazing life with you and your child, whether you're a mom that's married, whether a dad decides to tune into this, or someone who just considers themselves a parent because they're not going either way. Even if you're a mom that's single, you can have, listen to me, there's nothing special about me. I made a decision to prioritize my values. Time for my kid and money to support the both of us. Those are my priorities and those have always been my priorities for the past 17 years. Because guess what? She just had a birthday on March 11th. So those have been my priorities. So you can have the impact that you desire doing the things that you love. You can make the money that you desire. You can have the time for self-care, for your family, for travel, to do what you want, when you want, how you want to, when you want to. You can have all of that, but you have to make a decision. And make sure you follow me at Lakita Brooks, L-C-S-W, once again, that's L-E-Q-U-I-T-A brooks b-r-o-o-k-s-l-c-s-w on facebook i love you all i thank you all and until next sunday at 11 a.m ciao for joining me today at the single mom's brunch podcast yes make sure you like share subscribe and uh, tell all the other moms that you know about it and you know what mom i can't let you go without giving you a free gift so make sure you go to www.singlemomsbrunch.com once again that is single mom's brunch to get your free gift. I am Lakita Brooks. And remember, you are not a single mom. You are a mom that is single.